welcome to Be Simply This Is She, and I want to thank you for being here in this moment. Today we have special guest Britton. She's an artist, and she's going to share a little bit more in-depth insight to the talk that she gave at TEDx Vail, and give us a call to action to apply her practice of exploring beauty and creating beauty through her art. Without further ado, let's dive in with Britton. So, Britton, I would like to thank you for being here today, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the talk that you gave at TEDx Vail. And within that talk, you really uh, brought our attention towards beauty and that which exists all around us. Can you share with a listener how you translate that into your artwork and share a little bit about your journey uh, as an artist engaging in nature and then bringing it forth as something that we can all enjoy? Well, beauty to me is an energy. Um, and I, what I talked about at, at TEDx Fail is that there actually is a mathematical sequence or equation to kind of affirm that that vibration or that energy is all around us and is intrinsic to ourselves as humans um, because it is in our DNA. So when we're looking at something beautiful, we are actually seeing the reflection of ourselves in our highest potential. And when I paint, I'm in this, this vibration of beauty, you know, in this, this awesome state of clarity and purity and where everything flows effortlessly and it's it's peace it's serenity it's joy it's bliss uh it's everything beautiful so that that's what i paint and it's not that i necessarily set out to paint something specifically It, it just it flows it happens it evolves naturally if you can share with the listener a little bit about how to connect to that flow Many artists, whether they're musicians or writers or painters or any other medium, will talk about when they get into that flow. And I know it may be a little abstract to explain how it occurs, but uh, if you could give the listeners, for those that haven't experienced that, uh, a little inkling of how maybe to begin accessing it. I think it's different for everyone. Uh, I'd like to acknowledge that, that I think we're all individuals and Yet there is this universal space that we can all come to where we connect on a different level, whether it's through meditation or just taking a deep breath or exercise or, um, you know, it's, it's, that, it's that space in between breaths. It's that, um, it's that space of not really thinking, of just feeling with the heart. It's beyond logic. It is that pure creativity, and I think the best way that I can describe it for myself is that I I leave the personality behind. Um, It's not about me specifically and my personality. It's more a universal space that I can kind of step into. Um, Most people 
access that through, oh, I mean, sometimes it's prayer, sometimes it's yoga, <laughs> um, running fast, breathing hard, <laughs> who knows? You know, there, there are many different ways to do it. Um, but for me, it's painting. And uh, it really is a divine space. I, I wish I could give it more of a concrete description, but I think that's the beauty of it is that it isn't logical and it, there isn't necessarily one way to describe it because it's constantly changing and it's constantly flowing and it's beyond even imagination. And it's, mm. it is that space where everything manifests. Share a little bit about the compare and contrast for you when you are within that space and not and if there's an example of a time when you've been able to access that to shift your energetic field when you're not accessing all that potentiality. Well, it's a practice, you know, just like anything. um, It's a practice. So I would say when I first started to experience this this creative space and this this space of peace, um, I wanted more of it. So... I started to uh, explore, you know, how I could how I could live in that space constantly, rather than flipping the switch on and off, you know. And um, the more I have recognized that it was a potential, and that there are there are so many simple ways to and and it, it, simple ways to access it, or is it, it just comes down to awareness. Um, it became easier and easier. So, you know, now I, I can catch myself being in a, a moment of stress or frustration and and come back to that place of home. You know, that's kind of what I would at this point call it, is that's my true home, that, that place of bliss and awareness and creativity by just taking a deep breath. And it's familiar and... Um, you know, sometimes it takes a little more than that. Maybe I need to sit for a minute. Maybe I need to paint. Um, but just like anything, it becomes easier and easier with practice and knowing myself, you know, knowing, mm. oh, I'm, I'm stepping into that, that space of frustration or, oh, I'm, I'm stepping into this mind trap of way too much thought <laughs> mm. and I need to, I need to get out of that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, or, or or just accepting it. You know, a lot of it, a lot of the time, it's just accepting. Okay, yes, you know, I'm I'm caught in this circle of thought. Wow. Okay, it's just a circle of thought. As you continue with that practice beyond um, in all aspects of your life, what have you noticed as far as the fruits of that practice? Um, when you mentioned mm-hmm. it gets easier, um, there's some other things you can share with a listener. Well, for me, um, you know, it, I see life as much more magical. You know, there's, there's magic everywhere when, when the awareness is there to connect the dots. I find myself um, in a place of gratitude more often um, and in awe of this mystery <laughs> that we call life and, and this experience um, taking the time or, or just that moment 
um, to recognize really that there's so much more than the surface. <laughs> you know, there's, there is a grand design and a beautiful um, masterpiece of a work of art that, that is right here and that we're all a part of. So for me, it's uh, to equate it to a, a painting or or art, since that's kind of my thing, <laughs> is, mm. uh, is being a part of, of a masterpiece, you know, a, a layer in this beautiful masterpiece, a work of art that is life. And if you can share with the listener a little bit of what you mentioned in the, the talk was about the Fibonacci sequence and feed mm-hmm. and integrating the two and spending some time maybe from a scientific perspective, but then in that free space of potentiality and how they've merged for you. That's just affirmation. And that, that's kind of something when I get um, inspired by an idea, I like to do a little research on it. And I've just drawn a lot of connections between life and beauty and, and uh, the vibration of beauty being something that just brings so much peace and healing. And um, I've just been fascinated by that energy. So uh, I did a little research. Um, oh, it started years ago, probably in art history classes. And then with my time in Italy, too, with, uh, you know, Da Vinci and Aristotle and just fascination, really, that led to this this discovery of the mathematical affirmation that beauty exists. There are many wonderful books and uh, and people that can explain it much better in a scientific way than I probably can. But um, basically, it's a formula. And the Fibonacci sequence is, is the numerical sequence that is based off of this formula. And the uh, phi or phi is the division of a number um, or the division of, of uh, one into basically a proportion. And this proportion, kind of like the law of thirds, it's, it's slightly different than that. The only thing I can say is that it shows up everywhere and in everything, if you really look. In our current society, the perception of beauty and how it's potentially uh, grasped at versus in nature, it's a very organic uprising and self-organizing pattern that occurs that creates things that are miraculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can share for you um, that, that ability to bridge that which maybe we innately grasp at because we are a part of that, but we get a little confused by what is generated through mass media, um, through different ways and means that aren't necessarily coming from completely, aspects are completely from that organic, self-arising organization of nature. Well, I think like anything, it's, it's distraction, you know, and um, there's always that potential, you know, and um, I don't necessarily see that as a, as a negative thing or, or something um, I would see it as, you know, like every painting has a has a depth because 
there's contrast. Um, you know, every light has a shadow, and uh, this is kind of the yin and yang of of the universe. And of course, you know, it's it's where we choose to focus. We can focus on the light, or we can focus on the shadow. And uh, and a lot of times, that shadow, there's especially in painting, you know, the darker colors are a mix of many different colors and different pigments. And there's that opportunity for distraction because there's so much in that and we can get lost in in the darkness or in uh, in the distractions. So it's really just a matter of where to put our focus. It'll always be there. How can you share with the listener, you mentioned earlier in your interview about maybe the mind being too repetitive uh, in a thought or the, those distractions that keep you from accessing the beauty. And if you could just share with the listener a couple ways within the mind, within the body, within your emotional space that you redirect yourself back to that higher state of being. It's, it's coming back to my authentic self or, you know, the, uh, the internal knowing and that internal state of presence. I, I do believe it's different for everyone. There's a different path that, that we create that uh, gets well-worn. And so, <laughs> you know, everyone has a different way home. Um, but I think we all intuitively know that place and and can recall a moment when we've been in that place so you know that that moment it it is eternal and it lives within us so it's always there and it's it's always present it really just takes knowing yourself and knowing what that feels like and how to recall that state of being and to practice getting home to that however it's however that works for you um, because it's different for everyone. You know, for me, it is recognizing beauty and, and uh, even in the simplest things, you know, walking down the street, maybe seeing a pattern on the, the sidewalk or, you know, the other day, it's so silly. I saw, I saw someone had spit out their gum and yet it landed in the shape of a heart. Mm. on the sidewalk and you know maybe that's not the most beautiful thing to see someone chew gum and yet it was in the shape of a heart and I took that as wow okay it's really a matter of perspective and it's really a matter of the lens I'm looking through today and where I'm coming from internally how I see this external world and this experience and that's something we all intuitively know if we take a moment to explore that within ourselves. Can you speak a little bit more to that power of choice? Because sometimes that familiar thing, mind or action or emotional state of being or story that we're attached to grabs our attention holder firmer than saying, oh, I have the power of choice, like not to be upset about the gum being thrown down, but seeing that there's actually a reflection back of love. Um, mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit more about that power of choice in any given moment? Sure. Um, you know, I, I do think it's, it goes back to perception and, and awareness, you know, recognizing, okay, I, I, 
I am the creator of this experience. I am the artist of my life. What is it that I want to create? Do I want to create a vision of, uh, you know, frustration or, or darkness or sadness or um, all of these things that we know exist? Or do I want to create a beautiful painting that inspires and lights up the world? You know, and it, it's as simple as that. We can overthink it and think, oh, we're caught in this, this mind trap and blah, 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 blah. But that's, that, again, is another trap. You know, it it's really comes down to the simplicity of we are the artist and we have a choice to create whatever we want. And that comes down to perception. You know, what is it that I want to see? How is it that I want to see this experience of my life? Oh, I do have this choice. Can you share right now within your art, within the power of choice and even what you create, uh, where you're at with that as far as expression and how it's evolved maybe in the last year or over the lifetime of your artwork? Well, it's constantly evolving, and I'm constantly recreating uh, myself and my art. You know, it's, it, I'm the same. it's all the same to me, you know. Um, and I would say right now I'm definitely in a state of, of construction. Um, I've... I've uh, deconstructed a few things in my life, made some major changes, and now I'm, I'm rebuilding on all levels. And I think that's reflected in my art, of course, um, since there is no separation. And it's exciting. You know, I'm in a, a state of true rebuilding, which is, I mean, that's, that's ultimate freedom right there. What is it that I want to build? What is it that I want to create? Again, I stepped into that completely in the last, well, I would say it's about the last six months to a year. And um, I see it as, as a major theme in my <laughs> life right now. Mm. And if you can also share, and we talk about uh, beauty and nature, also she Mother Nature mirrors to us the deconstruction. So what you're talking about, that's reminding me yeah, of decomposing, good. going back to the earth and reemerging. Mm-hmm. If you can share a little bit about the beauty of that, um, I think we're oftentimes taught, again, that distraction in society that our goal is to sustain beauty and not allow for evolution, meaning if we're not perfect at all times, that you know, the caterpillar becomes the butterfly and so forth. Mm-hmm. If you can share a little bit about the beauty within that process. Well, death is a natural cycle, and everything has, has a cycle um, or a season, depending on how you want to look at it. And um, there's beauty in that, too, because it, it opens the door for new growth and, and just nature, you know, look at that as an example, you know, winter is the season we're in now, everything is, is basically dead <laughs> and covered up in this frozen mass of snow, depending on where you live, but I'm looking out the window at, at a lot of snow, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, this, what's underneath the surface of this is this immense growth just waiting to explode in spring. 
and that's so exciting. And and yes, it's sad um, when things, you know, decay and die, and and because we have this emotional attachment to it, or you know, life changes, and and it's hard. And yet, when one door closes, another one opens, or you know, from the ashes rises the phoenix, and uh, this is this is a natural cycle. So, you know, I'm speaking from my own experience in the last year with my own major changes in life. It's the attachment and the uh, the mourning slows down uh, the process, you know, or maybe inhibits inhibits things because of resistance uh, to the change or, or whatever it is. Um, and yet when that death is accepted or that change is accepted, it's like this major exhale and the next breath can come in and in that next breath is the potential and, and all of this possibility for something new. And it's just a reminder, you know, looking outside at nature, this is, this is just a reminder of, of how, how the universe works and, and how life works. It's just all cycles. Mm. And we never yeah. know what's right around the corner. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and within that impermanence and the, the one constant that we can count on is change, can you share with a listener how to really just savor with presence the beauty uh, in all phases as it's unfolding? Well, I'll go back to looking at a work of art. And if, if life is this beautiful masterpiece um, that's, that's being added to and changed and um, every brush stroke is a moment. And we never know what, what the next brush stroke will bring, you know, and, and we never know what the larger picture is until it's finished. And within a masterpiece, there are several finished paintings and several layers of, of this beautiful creation. So, I think it's that the beauty actually lies in the unknown. The beauty lies in the mystery. The, it's, it, you know, it is that Fibonacci sequence that is an infinite number that is never repeating and never ending. Um, you know, it's totally irrational by every means. <laughs> it's not something mm. our mind can necessarily grasp. You know, it's, it's, it's that magic and truly that inexplicable um, mystery that, that is the beautiful part of life. And if you can share with the listeners um, right now what is uh, the aspect of your art that you're really – Um, excited about as you're seeing it going through its own evolution? Well, it's, it's creativity, you know, um, because again, this, this energy of creativity is, is this space of beauty. It's this vibration, right? And um, I honestly don't know. 
<laughs> I have no idea where my art is going. And, you know, it, it, it all changes with one breaststroke. You know, I can do, I can do something one day and it'll never be the same again, you know, because I've, I've discovered something new or that one breaststroke has opened the door to infinite possibilities, new colors, new, um, new mixtures, new layers. Um, and, and I build on that. So it's exciting. I, I really don't know where my art is going <laughs> from one moment <laughs> to the next. <laughs> you know, wow. I have a general feeling. <laughs> I have a general feeling, and I I follow that. But other than that, it's it's all it's all a mystery, and and I'm just as surprised as you are. You know, when I stand <laughs> back and look at a new place or a new painting, I, I I'm like, wow, where did that come from? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Mm. Beautiful. <laughs> so I just stay open to it, you know, and I, yeah. I allow it to flow. Absolutely. I think that's one of the major keys, allowing it to flow. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in your talk, which we'll include on the segment below this, this cast so people can watch it, you talked about how we're all innately attracted to this beauty. And before we started this interview, you eloquently stated uh, that beauty, you know, is a part of our highest self and recognizing mm-hmm. that beauty. So if you can uh, do two things, share with a listener how to begin to recognize your highest self. I think we do get distracted with all kinds of things, external and internal, that keep us remembering that highest self. Uh, so if you could share with the listeners how to identify that, start to identify that, and then also give them a call to action to engage that highest self. Well, it's self-awareness and it's knowing yourself, right? Because we all are our own work of art. So taking a moment to see what it is that makes us tick, what it is that we call home, where we feel the most comfortable and aligned. What is that state? What does that feel like? Um, and that's self-discovery. That's self-inquiry. That, that's, to me, yes, there are all sorts of teachers, and, and, um, and I've studied with many. <laughs> and, um, and there are many different roads to the same open clearing that we call our higher self. And find the road that feels the best, and take it and remember how to get there, you know. Um, for me, it's, it's a matter of, of the signposts along the way, recognizing them and knowing how to get home. That, that would be my advice. <laughs> and as far as a, a call to action, there are reminders everywhere that this beauty exists and, and this higher state of being and this... Um, this pure creativity and this pure space that is our highest potential and where we can actually manifest and create a beautiful life from is everywhere. And there's evidence of it all around us through this perspective of beauty. You know, it it just takes recognizing that 
oh my gosh, that sunset is actually a reflection of my internal beauty. You know, or, or let me breathe in this, this beautiful clean air and, and take me home to this, this serene place. Just a matter of awareness. Hopefully all of us can bring a little bit more presence and awareness uh, in this moment and the next. I would love for you to share your website where they can connect to your work and any other locations on the World Wide Web. We'll include the links below. Studiobritten.com. So it's S-T-U-D-I-O-B-R-I-T-T-E-N.com. That's my website, and there's all sorts of things on there. Um, I do write a blog every month called The Palette where I relate life to art um, and, and certain things that I've or dots that I've connected, brush strokes that I've connected and layered um, to create a, a theory about life. Uh, there's probably at least five years of work on my website as well. There's archives of work in there. It doesn't hold as much as I'd like, but <laughs> it holds a fair mm. amount. Well, Britton, I want to thank you for sharing your wisdom and your highest expression with all of us. And until next time, I really bow to you with respect. And you too. Thank you. Namaste. I see the light in you as well. (laughs) Namaste. Once again, I want to thank Britton for joining us today. I want to thank TEDxVale for shining the light on great ideas and bringing us into action. Until next time, this is she signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply.